Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Caroline Minks here again with another great conversation with a cast member, this time with Cassie Josephs. Cassie plays Kara, who you met in the ASL class in the first prologue. If you're on Twitter and follow Audio Drama News, chances are you've seen Cassie's threads. They're well known for speaking up about accessibility, equality, and representation within the community. And they're also one of the first people I connect with in regards to how on earth to podcast while deaf. I will link to Cassie's information in the show notes so that you can find her work outside of Seen and Not Heard. I hope you enjoy our chat as much as we did. Slight lag, but that's okay. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If I could say one little, like, audio drama creator thing real quick, I do need you to know that there have been a few points in this conversation where I've just like kind of lost track of what you were saying for a second because I was just like mentally casting you in different roles. <laughs> okay, but like same a little bit. <laughs> like, okay, oh, and how how would she sound saying this line? How would how would they sound saying that line? Oh it <laughs> I do this all the time. It's like every time I talk to someone, I I start like writing something in my head and it's like, Kara, stay in the moment, stay in the moment. <laughs> I don't need more projects, but I will make them. <laughs> and then Ellie will have to say, for the love of... <laughs> I mean, Nick, Nick and I have had more than one conversation at this point about like roles that you would be good in in the project we're working on right now. <gasps> Listen, just put me in, coach. I'm down. <laughs> like, put me anywhere. <laughs> I'm so I I will take I will any words you write I will happily say you are the best um I um <laughs> okay uh I'm here with Cassie Josephs who you will know from uh uh playing Kara who is one of the ASL students in Seen and Not Heard um but that is far from the only thing they are known from so Cassie why don't you give us a quick rundown of what we know you from and where we can hear you Hi, yeah, so I am Cassie. Uh, I created uh, Mina's Story, which is a short... Uh, Caroline is nodding. She's like, oh, yeah, you did. It's so good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a... Uh, so far, my only released audio drama. It's a short uh, podcast about a young woman who uh, cryogenically freezes herself to try to find time travel. It's um, pretty awesome. And there's lesbians. Yeah, I mean, um, what else do you and need? And Leslie Gideon. So, like. Yeah, again, seriously, <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> All you need in life is just space lesbians, Leslie Gideon, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I have some projects that I am working on right now, all of which I have yelled to you about extensively but (laughs) most of which cannot be talked about right now but I am also somewhat known in the audio drama community for never shutting up about being deaf (laughs) hell yes and same um (laughs) 
So, well, let's just jump right on that. I would love to know, as much as you're comfortable with sharing, your experience with hearing loss. Because um, we've talked a little bit about it together. Um, but one thing that I'm trying to do is make sure everyone I talk to gets a chance to be like, this was my experience and this was this is how I hear and all that. Because there's nuance. It's not just hearing and deaf. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Oh, gosh. Sorry, I'm having to, like... Oh, you're fine. Take your time. Oh, I was about to say that this story started three years ago, but it did not. It started five years ago, because 2015 was five years ago. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That's how numbers work. Yep. Good Lord. (laughs) 20 (laughs) minus 15. Oh, I don't like that one bit. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, So, um... Okay, I'm going to try. I am. I Hi, I'm autistic. I'm really bad at keeping things concise. You um, are fine. And this is what editing's for. Okay, you yeah. You say as much as you You are totally good. Yeah, I'm just kind of going to ramble and you have my full That's permission fine. to like cut as much <laughs> as you need. You're good. <laughs> okay, so back in 2015, um, I had recently met my uh, then friend, now fiance, Nick. And he got me into a musical called Spring Awakening, and specifically the Deaf West production of Spring Awakening. Um, and I got super into that. Um, I discovered that Spring Awakening is like one of my favorite musicals ever. I'm not going to start talking about it because that would be like a two hour tangent. No, me too. I Yeah, <laughs> especially the Deaf West production. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, um, I watched that and then, uh, I just started, it, it prompted me to just kind of start looking into, uh, you know, deafness and deaf culture more. And I started reading and listening to things from deaf people and slowly being like, ha ha, hang on a minute. Hang on. Why does this sound familiar? Um, yeah. And I uh, kind of slowly started putting together that like my, oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. oh, your phone lights up too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm scared the shit out of everyone. It's Yes, I have it in my back pocket at rehearsals sometimes, and then, like, my butt will light up, and my kids love to laugh at me for that. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so I kind of started on my own piecing together, like, oh, hey, my hearing's been getting worse and worse over the past few years, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. And so I uh, found an audiologist... And I went in and saw her, and she was like, oh, yeah, you're, like, super deaf. <laughs> um, I was, at the time, I was um, technically, no, at the time, I was pretty firmly in uh, mildly deaf territory. And then I mm-hmm. got um, about, a, I want to say, two years later, um, mm-hmm. I got a, another hearing test because I was applying Ooh. for um, a deaf university and needed a recent hearing test. And my hearing had gotten even worse, and I was officially mm-hmm. moderately deaf instead of mildly deaf. 
Um, hey, hey, we're in the same club. Yay. <laughs> Moderately deaf represent. Yeah. Um, it's a fun place to live. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a place to live. It's yeah, it's it's interesting. It is funny. I think being in that like kind of what people will be like, oh, so you're half deaf. I'm like that's not quite. Like, yeah, sort of, if you go yeah. by numbers alone, but also that's not really what that yeah. means. It's so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing people, man. Yeah. Um, And then if I can talk about how I kind of got into the podcasting side of that for a second. Please. I was, that's actually what was my next question. So please go right ahead. So uh, a few years passed and then. 2017 I want to say it was uh 2017 or 2018 um I had I I think it was 2017 I had recently gotten into podcasts um I had been into Welcome to Night Vale years ago and then I got back into it with um a McElroy podcast because you know go figure uh, and then I heard about. I was about to ask what was what was your gateway? <laughs> it was the Adventure Zone. It was the Adventure Zone. You and Cole both said that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, it's a good show. <laughs> and so then, um, yeah, and now I work at Maximum Fun. So um, everything is a circle. Uh, Which yeah, is like so, kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty awesome. <laughs> um, and so then I heard about PodCon, the first PodCon. And mm-hmm. when I heard about them, they were still taking applications for workshops and I was like oh shit I I have an idea and I applied to do (laughs) a workshop on deaf accessibility in audio mediums and I got accepted and um it was so intimidating like I I was I just remember I was standing up at the podium like getting my I had like a powerpoint presentation I was getting that all set up um And I was, like, texting Nick, who was in New York at the time. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, I'm so nervous. What if absolutely no one shows up? Like, what if no one shows up and I don't have anyone to talk to? I just have to go home sad. And then, like, 100 people showed up. And I was like, oh, God, this is all so nerve-wracking. That's, okay, so fair. Because I, as much as I, I mean, I've been performing on stage since I was five years old, right? Yeah, same. It's my bread and butter. Public speaking makes me want to piss myself. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. If I stand up, if I am told, like, give a speech, I'm like, the fuck? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've been invited to do it a couple of times for various things. And I'm like, uh, all right. But I think one thing I would love to just point out, it's a very different thing. Acting and public speaking are not the same thing. So when people come at me like, but you're an actor. I'm like, it's not. They're like, they'll go, oh, just per- just play a character. I'm like, it's not the same. It's just not the same thing. I can do that to a degree, but it's not this. Anyway, that's just my acting versus public speaking rant. No, no, um, you're right. It's true. And you should say it. You're super right. <laughs> oh, it's that is a thing that I think um, People just don't realize that it takes a completely different part of your brain. Yeah. So anyone who can stand up, like I've play, I've performed on stage as an actor to like thousand seat houses. Yeah, yeah. But if I had to stand up in front of a hundred people and give a speech, I would cry. Well, and and shake. <laughs> I I think it's honestly I think it's about the vulnerability of it, isn't it? I mean, when you're acting, you are not only are you, you know you're usually reading something that someone else has written, and you are being 
someone else. But when you're doing public speaking, it's like, that's all you, baby. If they hate you, it's not that they hate your character. It's not that they hate your acting ability. It's that they hate you as a person. And they hate how I, as a person, talk. And as someone with a a stutter, that's terrifying. (laughs) Like, I... Yeah, because my stutter is a thing that I've, like, recently learned to embrace, like, literally just since getting into podcasting mm-hmm. and largely thanks to Evan, who's been like, I'm going to write this into the into the script. <laughs> Go, Evan. E- Evan and um and Angel Andrews both wrote my stutter into scripts. <laughs> and That's awesome. I was like, all right, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but it is that. It is a it's a massive amount of vulnerability. And for you because you were standing up and talking about something that deeply affects you personally. Yes. Oh, yes. And affects a lot of people who are also in a very who are marginalized in a very vulnerable position. I imagine that was a lot of pressure. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Especially not knowing how people were going to react because it's an audio medium. Yeah. So we are already facing people we get pushback automatically just by existing in this sphere. Yeah, and this was also so this was for for reference. This would have been uh, I want to say, like, a month or two after Mina's story came out, if I'm remembering my dates correctly. So I was, like, new to the audio drama community, Fresh, too. yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Um, You're much bolder than I am. I would have just been like, you. nope, can't do it. Nope, <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just... I, every, I, I was new to the uh everything but i was like okay i guess i'm just gonna go up and talk about this thing that i hope i'm qualified to talk about and hope that there's no (laughs) one there who's more qualified than me who's going to disagree with the things like that is also the fear oh my god it's like every time i i voice an opinion on this stuff or speak up i'm like but maybe i'm wrong yeah 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 exactly (laughs) it's like imposter syndrome about your own disability which is just like (laughs) that is one of the most frustrating things because that does not come from within yeah like i know i'm hard of hearing i know i'm deaf i know that this is my these are my limitations and these are things that i can do right i just assume everyone else doesn't believe me (laughs) yeah yeah because so many people have proven that they don't yeah i mean it's hard being deaf on the internet because you get yeah. people who straight up don't believe you. They accuse you of lying about being deaf. Like, okay, I don't know what right. you think I'm gaining out of uh, okay, being deaf that's on the my internet, question. <laughs> Literally, what is there to gain from that? <laughs> like, I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> like, all I get is people yelling at me. <laughs> right. Well, okay, I am glad you said something about being deaf on the internet because, boy, did I have a day. Oh, yeah. I would love to run by you. Yeah. Um... I talked about this a little bit. It, it It's funny because I kind of forgot that today was Tuesday because I was supposed to work today and I had to call out. Um, but so I've been very confused. Uh, so I forgot, actually, that we were going to talk until you reminded me. And I was like, oh, right. And then I was like, thank God I'm talking to Cassie today. Yeah, no, it was great. I was like, thank God, because I was yeah. in a spiral of anger. About oh, this. So, I'm sorry. Oh my god, no, it's great, I needed this. Um, So, like, a very long story short is that an article came out today that was basically (sighs) saying, hey, gene therapy could cure deafness, but should it? That was the headline. And, like, it's, it is, 
we live in the future. It's a conversation we're going to have, we are going to continue to have, and and it's worth having. And I understand, I get that people are going to have different opinions on it. You know, it's fine. I, I, I get that there are arguments to be made. I just don't want to make them. Yep. I've had a rough day. So I quoted the article. I, I like quote tweeted it, which was probably the biggest mistake I've made today. Um, but I did that so that people could find it easily if they did want to read it, you know, right. so they wouldn't have to go searching for it. But I quoted it and I just said, don't ta- don't talk to me about this. Don't tag me in it. Don't ask me to have an opinion. I don't have the energy for it. Right. I'm having a really rough day. I'm like two seconds from screen crying about my life in general right now. I need a break. Because it's reasonable to assume that because I am loudly deaf on the internet uh-huh. and I talk about it a lot, yeah. that people meaning well would probably want like be like, hey, Kara, what do you think about this? And right. I just don't want to... I didn't want to have that conversation today. (laughs) So that's, that's all that I said. That's as close to expressing an opinion on things like gene therapy I got today. Yeah, just you don't want to talk about it. I just, I literally just said I don't want to talk about it. And wow, did the trolls come out to play. Jesus Christ. Literal hundreds, literally hundreds of people have either come for me directly or indirectly today. And have said things like, said horrible things that I'm not going to repeat, but um, yeah. some of the the um, tamer versions were things like, please don't reproduce. Too late. I've got a kid. Yep. Um, things like, uh, uh, oh, the, they're, you know, these people are so fragile and they, they scream eugenics at everything. I was like, oh, I didn't say the word eugenics. You did that. You saw death in my bio and made an assumption. Yep. Interesting. You th- You think we are a hive mind. Um. And even if that is what I think, I didn't say that you're putting words in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like, I just said, don't talk to yeah. me about it. I'm not in the mood. Oh, my God. And people lost it. And I just, I, I, it has been an onslaught today and I'm so tired. But I think it's interesting that you and I are sitting down and talking about deafness uh, and our experiences with the deafness on the same day that I had this experience. Because, like, this is something that happens a lot. This happens a lot. Um, hearing people will come for you. Oh, people were making fun of me. They were like, how can you know you're scream crying if you can't hear it? Ha, 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 ha. I'm like, wow, hearing people have two jokes. They have two jokes. It's that and the, do people do deaf people know if you're yawning or screaming? It, th- those are the only two jokes they have. Yep. Um, <laughs> and they make them all the time. Because they think they're so funny. So funny, right? So creative. Yeah. Um, but it, it this is a big part of the experience of being disabled is that you have to, you don't get to take a break. People yep. will not let you just take a break. Yep. Like I literally just said, please don't talk to me about this. And then I was forced to talk about it for hours and having to deal with people in my mentions yelling at me all day. And I'm sure you've dealt with this too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've had to deal with that. I... So kind of on the more, like, I, I had an experience recently that was more of a, like, less of a troll experience and more of a well-meaning but still exhausting experience where um, I I have a, a Tumblr blog and I made a post about deaf accessibility um, and it was oh, one Tumblr. of those, yeah, it was one of those posts that, like, at the time of making this post, I had, like, just over 100 followers, which on the internet is not a lot. 
like most of my posts got like five to ten notes so I was expecting this to get that many and then the I deleted it so I haven't seen it in a while but the last time I saw it, it was at like seven or eight thousand or something oh my god I had that happen to me too on tumblr with a post about deafness yeah and then suddenly people were coming to me asking like questions about it and wanting to know more about it and I'm just like I get that you're well-meaning and like I do, yeah. I, I know that educating people is important, but also yeah. accessibility is literally my full-time job. And yeah. when I when I get home at the end of the day, I mean, I work from home, but when I move to the couch <laughs> from my desk at the end of the day and I put yeah. on the Food Network and I open up social media, <laughs> I am not opening up social media to do my job again, but this time not getting paid for it. I am opening up Tumblr to yell about podcasts and steampunk bands. God, yes. See, and that is the other thing. I am... I am very, I really am, like, I I maybe need to be better about setting boundaries for about this, but I am one of those people who, like, if someone's asking a question, I'll go and answer it, even if I'm exhausted, uh-huh. and I will work myself to the freaking bone, because I I want people to understand, and when people do come, at, come to me in good faith and genuinely want to ask questions, I'm like, okay, I'll help you, even though I need to go to bed. Um, like, I'll do it. Yeah. And, and... I I will say when you when I do have the energy when anyone has the energy and the ability to do so I think it is good to maybe at least have some like resources on hand just to be like yeah yeah go check this out like I can't do this right now but here's a good link yeah. you know stuff like that I think is really valuable um, because when pe- like not to be like protect the fragile but genuinely when people are coming at you meaning well yeah and and are not trying to start a fight like I don't want to discourage them from. Because they came to the right person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, oh, my God, it's so exhausting. It's so... I just want everyone to know it's really tiring. <laughs> like, we'll be nice, but we're tired. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, it's the same with, like, across marginalized identities, isn't it? Like, it's the same thing with being mm-hmm. trans, with um, being yep. queer in any other way. Um, yep. It's... Um, I get a lot of questions about Judaism. Yep. Um, yeah. It's, that's a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> I remember, it's funny that you brought up Tumblr because when I had a post kind of go like, not like, vi- I guess, I don't know. I don't know what counts as viral on Tumblr, but it got a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, and it was a few years ago and it was literally just a conversation between me and Adam and it was just me going, hey, let's order Chinese food. And he was like, cool, let's do it. He didn't make the call. It was like half an hour later and I was like, are we getting food? He goes, oh, I thought you were calling. I was like, you thought the deaf person was going to call the restaurant? <laughs> he was like, oh, I see the flaw there. That was it. And it got like 200,000 oh, notes on it. It was intense. And all of a sudden, people were like, either coming at me thinking I was some authority on deafness, uh-huh. which was weird, or were coming at me mad that I was being ableist by implying that deaf people can't use phones. And I was like, J- just me. Just me. I I wasn't. <laughs> I just met me in that moment. Yeah. <clears throat> like it, I did not think it was going to turn into like a nuanced conversation. And I mean, with the phone thing, I don't know if you're in the same boat, but for me with phone calls, it's like, I am capable of making phone calls, but if someone mm-hmm. else is there who is more capable than me of making phone calls. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's, t- it takes a lot out of me to make yeah. a phone call. I, it, it takes a lot of energy to listen. Yes. 
We've talked about that a lot, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. And when you've got the, like, extra layer of, like, autism where you're, like, yes. you're probably processing everything, like, three times over. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I don't even have that, and I'm so tired at the end of the day. Like, I've had times when people are like, let's do family Zoom call, and I'm like, I'm going to fall over if I have to listen to one more yeah. audible sound. Yeah. I can't do it. Um, And for me, I mean, <laughs> all... So my company is, you know, based in California, so I've always been remote, and now everyone is remote because no one can go into the offices, but that means that all of our meetings are, you know through zoom calls and i am also i manage a team and i fairly regularly have like one-on-one check-ins with each of them individually so it is not that rare yeah it is not that rare for me to have a day where i legit have like five zoom calls back Mm-mm. to back to Mm-mm. back Mm-mm. <laughs> I, I and i am saying this as one of the most extroverted people you're ever gonna meet who i could talk to people all day every day and i will but then I want to fall down. <laughs> like, it takes so much energy to listen. Like, I get... That's that's a challenge, too, because I get my energy from being around people. I am such a social person. But it takes so much out of me to try and keep up with the conversation. Yeah. It's so tiring. It's so tiring. Um, and then you get the people who... who I, I was taught... Like, we've... Ta- this, this comes up in, in the show... Uh, and I, I've talked about this with others where you're like, hey, I'm sorry, what did you say? And they just won't repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> like Cole brought up the people who if you say what and they'll just ask something completely different. It's like, yeah, no, get to the first one first. I don't know what you said before. Oh, my God. Like, don't I like, move on. <laughs> are you OK? Are you ever watching slash listening to slash reading something and you get to a part where you just have to like it, it's too real and you just have to like stand up and like walk around your house for a minute before oh you yeah get back. <laughs> yeah when I was uh listening to the first episode of seen and not heard and it like got to all of that part like I had to like put my headphones down for a minute just like walk around like oh my god oh my god oh my god just walk it off I let me tell you <laughs> when I was writing it I was like, this, this is gonna, I'm more, I was a little worried. I was like, this might be a little rough for me. <laughs> but I wanted it to be real. And this exact scenario has happened to me, not with my family. I mean, like, again, for the record, I'm just gonna say this specifically about my mom. My, Elaine is not based on my mom, for the record. <laughs> oh, thank God. Just let's be fair. No, my mom is like the polar opposite. <laughs> um, but I haven't had it necessarily happen with my family. But, like, a little bit. Yeah. Um, at, like, holidays, when it's, like, my in-laws, uh, my, my husband is one of eight kids. Several oh, wow. of them are married. Several of them, yeah, several of them are married. Several of them have kids. There's boyfriends and girlfriends of the younger, uh, younger ones who come in and out of the house. There's, there's friends who come over. There's five dogs, you know, at, like, every holiday. So, imagine that. <laughs> And me trying to keep up, and it's a, a fairly big house with, like, an extension in the back, and it kind of echoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't I can't keep up. So I yeah. usually just kind of end up in the uh, addition with all the kids at the end of the night, and we're just, like, watching, like, Sophia the First, and, right. um, and I'm, like, drinking a gin and tonic with the kids. <laughs> like, that's my holiday. Ah, uh, yes, that classic so pairing, hard. gin and Sophia the First. 
listen, I recommend it. It actually goes very, just mwah, very Jin well together. Jin or Sophia the um, First or both? Excellent, excellent thing. Sophia the First is a very cute show, I will say. Huh. And their captions, from what I've seen, are, are impeccable. Oh, um, that's impressive. I, I don't know if that's just a Disney thing or if that's, you know, if that's the show. I don't know how it works because um, I just consume captions. I don't make them. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, speaking of captions. Yeah. Can we just can we just be mad about captions for a minute? I want to oh, circle please. back to accessibility because that is such a thing that you talk about so much and that you talk about very beautifully. Thank you. Um, you do. I, I, I refer people to you a lot. Um, <laughs> I think I think we all do. Uh, I think pretty much everyone, whenever the the topic of accessibility in podcasting comes up, you are, I think, one of the first names that comes to mind. Because, like, it's, oh, no, go ahead. Just because you are so, like, you're you're very outspoken about it and you you. are organized about it. Thank you. Sorry, go ahead. And yet, I still, (laughs) when I talk about deaf issues, get hearing people talking over me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, didn't, how long ago was it that we were yelling at the, I don't know who it was. Apparently, he's important. I don't remember his name. Um, I, um, I do remember his name, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to like, put yeah. him publicly on blast. Yeah, I don't want to like call him out. I just can't rem- I cannot remember his name. But anyway, I'll message you later. Just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy um, <laughs> who I think I think was just pure. I don't know that he was so much trying to like play devil's advocate like they so often are. Yeah. Um, as he was just like, but legally him, 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 him. Yeah. And we're just like, cool. Okay. Still can't hear it though. So like fix it. I don't care what it says legally. Like laws can change. Yeah. Fix it. Um, like you're literally arguing that we shouldn't be able to hear this or, um, or read it or access this at all. Yeah. Because laws I'm like, we can, we can work with that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, I, Oh, man, and I was actually, I was thinking of a different instance than you are right now because this has happened oh! so many times. Um, oh, yeah, I can think of several others. Yeah. No, I was thinking <laughs> of uh, when I made I, I made a tweet. I Time is literally fake. I have no idea how long ago this was. I want to say a few months ago where I was just like, hey, I'm actually really sick of seeing, hearing people write articles about transcripts. If you are oh, yeah. a podcast yeah. publication and you want to have an article up about transcripts, hire a deaf person. Um, Please. And someone was trying to argue with me about that. Um, Why? What is the argument against that? Literally, what is the argument? And like, finally, <gasps> like... <laughs> I just want to shout out real quick, Will Williams, the Will one of my favorite Williams. people in podcasting. Truly, who, me too. I know they just DM'd me like, "Hey, Will. do you do you want me to like step in here?" And I was like, "Yes, please." I'm so sick of talking about this. Can I just real quick? I shouted Will fucking Williams, and it came up as Buffalo Bill in the captions. <laughs> This is what we have to deal with. <laughs> Will has been an amazing, like, because I do, um, I do empty the cues with Will. And I had not ever worked directly with Will before we did that. And they, like, chose to use, they were like, let's use Google Meet because there's captions on that. And, like, I was so excited just that that had even crossed someone's mind. And also, like, um, also Lizette Alvarez, who... Um, 
when we had to do a reading together for Khalil Stormfire, they were like, let's use something with captions so you can see. I mean, and, and ask me, like, what else do you need? I was like, holy what? Because I have been working in theater my whole life and I have never had this level. In one year, I've had more... I will say I've had more accommodation and more of people asking me what I need than me having to go like, hey, sorry to bother you. Can I have, um, can I have some rights, please? You know, it's really nice to not have to be like, yeah, like, knock, (laughs) knock. Um, (laughs) It's really nice for someone else to be like, what do you need? Yeah. Oh, the burden. Don't have to be like, um, excuse me, would you mind maybe uh, treating me like a person? Would that be, I I don't want to bother you, but. Would that is that okay? Is that okay? Can I be a human? Is that cool? I don't... If not, that's fine. If not, no worries. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I get that. I get that. No worries is um, my least favorite and most used phrase. Um, yeah. Hi. <laughs> constant. Anyway, I, I do want to circle back to talking about you. Um, <laughs> I keep going on rants. Sorry. Um, so... I do want to talk about, you have this really great um, uh, document or presentation that everyone kind of, it's like the thing we all link to when someone is going off about accessibility, <laughs> um, which is the, 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 you were talking about the, the best way to do transcripts. And I would love you to, can you give us like, I know that's probably a lot to ask you to sum that up, but just kind of in general, um, first of all, transcripts should just be there. Yes. Yeah. But we work um, chiefly in fiction podcasts where there are scripts. A lot easier. That's a lot easier to work with. Do you have any, like, help for folks who do chatty podcasts that don't have scripts that are probably going, ah! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, honestly, the first thing I'm going to say, and I know I have seen people who disagree with this but a lot of them have been hearing people so i don't really care what they think uh, <laughs> sorry oh my god did that sound really mean oh my gosh I'm no sorry. i agree this is this is no this is an area in which people need to shush and listen yeah it just um, frankly is this is this is it's not about them yeah i'm i'm kind of a little tired of being nice to hearing people right now what was it i said to you on discord i um oh i'm gonna find it (laughs) (laughs) that i i said like i'm tired of being told that you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar because i just want to pull out a fly swatter god yes that's what it was (laughs) and it was beautiful and i want it needle pointed on a pillow it's perfection thank you i want it i want a tattoo i want a (laughs) t-shirt thank you i am tired i just want a fly swatter yeah sometimes sometimes that's just the mood (laughs) um but yeah, so my semi-controversial, but I don't care about hearing people's opinion on it, is that I actually totally understand if unscripted podcasts don't have transcripts. Yeah. Like, it, I, I work in accessibility. I work, I'm, coordinate the transcripts for Maximum Fun, and mm-hmm. I've, I've, um, I've, dealt with like on a personal level with trying to get transcripts for a nonfiction podcast before and it can be really expensive and a lot of podcasters do not have money and you know if I I know that for me there have definitely been times in my life where like if I was making a podcast then a non-scripted podcast then 
I would have had to choose between getting transcripts or getting food for the month. Yeah, and that's where I I genuinely do sympathize. And where I'm like, look, I, I, and also shows that are already out and have been going on for a while, which would now have to go back. I am, I'm way more patient with them than I am with ones that are being planned now and are not out yet. Because now I think what you need to do now that we are, it's, it's a lot more of the conversation. I think now this needs to be something you build into your plan from day one. Um, when you're figuring out who's going to edit, when you're figuring out who's going to co-host, also figure out how are you going to do your transcripts, you know, and, and also please don't put them behind a paywall. I don't care who you are. Don't put them behind a paywall. I, mm, and there are fiction, uh, podcasts that I will not call out, but that do do this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think what people need to understand is like transcripts aren't like a fun bonus thing. Like if you are putting transcripts behind a paywall, that is the audio version of opening up a store and saying that people can walk into the store for free, but if they want to use the wheelchair ramp, they have to pay you $5. Yep. It is exactly that. And it is so frustrating. And I, I you know, I, I have been lucky a few times that if I've been listening to a, a podcast that I'm enjoying, but there's like a bit that I miss and I can't find a transcript. If I'm to ho- if I were to hop on Twitter and be like, can anyone transcribe this episode from this point to this point for me? Someone will do it because I have very good people in my life. (laughs) But, you know, I also have like 1,500 followers on Twitter, most of whom are my friends who will be very kind to me. Like, if not my friends, then like acquaintances who are really cool. Um, And also just kind-hearted strangers I happen to think are awesome. So like, these are people who will willingly do this. Not a lot of people have that. I am super lucky that if I'm like, hey, I, I didn't understand what's being said here. Someone will do it for me. That is not a thing everyone has access to. So I, just, I have like a social advantage there that kind of blows my mind. Um, so the idea of asking people to either put themselves in like a really weird social situation to get access or to pay money just to like find out what's going on. And like... If, you know, I totally get, like, if you are trying to make any kind of money on podcasting, Patreon, and this, I usually see this on Patreon, Patreon is one of the best ways to do it. And to make money on Patreon, you have to have cool rewards. I get that. But what you can do is make cool, like, annotated versions of your scripts. I was just about to say. Yeah. That was, Yes. Exactly. Give like a commentary, a like commentary transcript. That would be cool. Yeah. Or give like, um, yeah. like shooting scripts that have like scenes that you ended up cutting during editing, that kind of a thing. But when you are just putting the straight up transcripts behind a paywall, you are literally like, I, this is not, not figuratively. You are literally saying Everyone can listen to my show for free except disabled people who I do not consider important enough to not demand money from to have the privilege of listening to my podcast the way all of their abled cohorts can. I'm sorry I got a little steamed. Fuck. No. Good. (laughs) Get steamed. This is worth getting steamed about because this is a thing that crosses all media. I mean, this is some accessibility is not just in podcasting it's in all forms of media it's in our everyday life it's in walking into a store like you mentioned it's it's 
you know, who who's allowed to do that? Who's allowed to go eat at a restaurant? Who's allowed to, you know, what yep. I mean? well, none of us now, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, although people are still doing it, don't quite understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. Yep. But anyway, my <laughs> what I'm saying is it it um, accessibility to the degree that you are able to provide it. And I understand there is probably never going to be a perfect solution for every type of it that every single person can provide because we all have a lot of us, especially those of us who have, you know, <laughs> no money. Uh, <laughs> there's only so much we can all do. So we're going to do the best that we can do. And like, I'm always willing. Um, I saw something recently where someone said, if you, if the only option for access you have is transcripts, it's not accessible. And I was like, and I didn't quite, I said, okay, so what is the other thing? And they said, well, every single podcast needs to have a video with the dialogue popping up on the screen as it happens. And I was like, okay, that would be great. My God, that is a whole other thing to do that I don't know how to do. And whoo, whoo, that's a big project. Like that's a lot. And I would have to, I don't know how to do that. So either I would have to teach myself to do that and spend a lot of hours doing it for free. Or I would have to hire someone with money I don't have. So, so while I would like to do that, and eventually I would, I would very much love to do that for seen and not heard specifically. I'm going to have to come up with some money for that. Um, and I have, I have seen shows that do that before. I want to say love and luck does that. I think I, I feel like that's true. Yes. Which is great. Um, yeah. And like, I super appreciate it when shows do that, but also like, yeah, I'm kind of, I, and like, cause here's the thing about being an indie podcaster, unless you have either a lot of money or a lot of friends you are comfortable asking to work for free, you are going to wear a lot of hats as a show creator. Like, this isn't a thing where, like, you know, you come up with an idea and then you just direct a bunch of other people in making it, like... Or, like, sell it and someone else does yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, I know, like, for me, for a project that uh, Nick and I have been working on that we're hoping to release soon, like, I... I Nick and I were the creators and we both did so many different things. Like for me, I fuck, I wrote, uh, directed, um, uh, I designed a website. I made a bunch of graphics. Um, I'm editing the sound together, like a bunch of different yep. things. And it's like, I have literally so many things that I'm doing for my shows. I could yeah. not possibly add another thing. No, and that is the, my experience too. Like with, with, um, like with Cena not heard. And I mean, I took this on myself where I was like, I'm going to write and direct it. And I originally was also going to try and do sound design for it. And I quickly realized I was, I was in over my head because of what I wanted to do with the sound design. Like I do sound design. It's a thing that I can do. My sound design though, for all the shows that I do it for is very simple. And if you listen to like, you'll hear it mostly on like Hughes and Minks Ghost Detectives. It's very simple. There's like footsteps in one episode. And then I said, fuck this and never did footsteps again. Oh um, my God. I saw your tweet about footsteps. It. I can't do it. And now I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking at an episode I have edited, but haven't released yet that has footsteps in it. And I'm like, oh my God, should no, I, I like footsteps. No, no, no. 
Because the thing is, I don't mind footsteps when other people are doing it. When I have to do it, I want to die. I can't figure them out. I can never tell if they sound... I don't know why they give me such a block, but I will sit there agonizing over freaking footsteps. And then, like, I have Tal, who does um, the sound design. Tal Manier, who is a beautiful genius, who I love very much. Tal is awesome. Um, who's doing... Tal is amazing. Um, who's doing the sound design for Seen and Not Heard. And uses footsteps a lot. And also does the sound design for Lighthearts. Uses footsteps a lot. They sound great. If I had to do those, I would fall down and curl up in the fetal position on my floor. And I would just cry. And then I would use some stock uh, sound effect that sounded bad. Yeah. Yeah. And say, whatever, it's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that my ears don't like. Yeah, I get to it. To do. I don't mind hearing them, but I can't make them myself. Um, but with like between that and then trying to be like, how do I convey what my actual deafness level sounds like? How do I do that myself? Um, because I wanted the, the whole portrayal of like Bet and, you know, by extension, my own, um, her hearing was meant to be heard from a hearing perspective. I know what it sounds like to be me. I wanted to know that hearing people would understand what it was like. So I needed a hearing person to do it. Right. So that was when I had to take a step back. Like, But I do the um, the dialogue placement for Seen and Not Heard. So I'm writing, directing, playing bet and doing dialogue placement and doing kind of all the like social media and all the advertising and, and you know. Oh my God. I forgot that I acted in the project I was talking about too. I knew I was forgetting something stupidly <laughs> obvious. I always forget that I'm also like in these things. I talk about like, Oh yeah, I do seen it not heard. <laughs> oh, I play bet. I'm the one who never stops talking in this fucking thing. <laughs> Your lovely angelic voice. Oh, my face is very red. Um, I I am a really easy blusher. <laughs> I blush at the drop of a fucking. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. Oh my god, Evan really likes to make fun of me for it, and they will like, like he literally will just like poke me and see if it turns me red, and it usually does. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> but what you were saying about wearing a lot of hats, it's very very true, and I think that, that is something like not every podcast has the budget that a lot of these like really big ones Mm -hmm. do or even kind of the like moderate like some of the not huge ones that have really taken off and gotten like tons of attention that everyone knows about you know what I mean the ones that are still indie but have a bigger following also have you know and it's well earned don't get me wrong but they do have a little more they have a little more resources to work with than a lot of folks who are like just ground up doing this who are wearing most of the hats and and trying trying their best <laughs> to do all of the things and like i'm the genius who does like 27 podcasts at a time so all the things i just listed that i do for seen and not heard i'm also doing for at least four other projects at any given moment yeah i don't know when do you sleep i don't really <laughs> i or i do but i I mean, have you seen these tweets where, like, I will, I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and just, like, write down an idea and go back to bed. Uh-huh. And I will, I will wake up the next day and look at my notes app and I just have nonsense written in there. <laughs> like, I wrote, I woke up one day and I saw the the phrase, work extremely eyes. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I also had non-binary, which makes me want to write about a non-binary pickle salesman. Um... <laughs> 
I have had the weirdest shit in my notes app, so I'm always working. <laughs> um, in fairness, though, I do have the, the, like, I have a small child, but he goes to school. So he's, you know, he's in school for a few hours a day and he does physically go to school, which makes me nauseous, but it's the option that we had. <sighs> um, and, but, you know, I do have that. So I, and I am a stay-at-home parent for the most part. And when I do go to my job, it's very quiet and I can take my computer. So I do a lot of work there. So I kind of have the gift of time in a lot of ways. So it seems like I'm doing more than I Then like, I'm probably doing the same amount of work as like most of us because we're all workaholic nightmares. Um, we would all be doing this much if we had the same amount of time that I have. Yeah. Yeah. I still should go to bed at some point. Please. But... I mean, sometimes I message you on Discord and I get a reply and I'm like, oh, hi, Caro's up. That's funny. It's kind of late. And then I'm like, hey, Don, they're three hours ahead of me. It's really late for them. What are they doing awake? I know. It's awful. I have, I, I, I have no self-control. I know. (laughs) And then we have a project. And I say yep. this like I wasn't working on that today. <laughs> and no one gets to know what it is yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like I shouldn't even, like, talk about how you need to take it slow because I am literally, like, adding more stuff to your plate with this project <laughs> we're doing together. But I wanted to. And yeah. I think I was the one who was like, what if we just started casting this now? You were. Um, you were the one who said, what I if was. we started casting this now? I have no self-control. Literally, the only thing that keeps me from doing more things is when the people I'm working with just say no. I mean, I I had to be the one to say, because we originally, when we were talking about the project we're working on right now, one of us, <laughs> I thought jokingly brought up the idea of doing it as a musical, and then you started talking more about that, and I was like, you know what, maybe we should make it a little less ambitious and not do it as a I, full musical. I am 100% going to just make a musical. It's going to be bad, but it's going to be bad like on purpose, uh-huh. and I'm very excited about that, and I might have started plotting that not that long ago. Oh my God. I'm just saying. I don't have... This is because I didn't do anything personally creative for like eight years. Uh-huh. I am making up for lost time. I did not do any of my own. I didn't create anything myself. I didn't do any of my own projects for like eight or nine years. So you're just kind of I was working up. on other people's stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it. And like seen and not heard, I started writing in college. I've had this kicking around in my head yeah. since I was 19. Yeah. And so, it's amazing. Well, thank you. It, boy, it was very different when it started. Yeah. It was cranky when it started. It was a vent. It really was. It was, I was bitter. I was very angry about, actually, I would love to ask you about this. Yeah. Um, Let's circle back to what we're actually talking yes, about. Yes, right. Um, <laughs> we, we came here I can, with a purpose. I, I, we did, but I, it's been a day. Um, <laughs> but when I, like, when I started losing my hearing, I was 17 or 18 when I started noticing the first initial drop in my hearing. Yeah. Um, and I realized that I'd lost a percentage and I was like, something's not right. I was sick a lot that year. I had a lot of ear infections. I had a lot of, um, I just, it was not a health wise, a good year. And I was like, huh, my hearing's just not quite where it needs to be. And then I had another significant drop when I was about 24, right after my son was born, like while I was pregnant with him. Oh, puppy. Sorry, I just got a knock on the door. 
Oh, no, you're fine. I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. No, go right ahead. (laughs) I very much want to screenshot what the captions just got, which was, here, little dick, stop barking. (laughs) Amazing. So, (laughs) everything good? Yeah. Um... Sorry, I opened the door and there was a pizza sitting there. And I was like, uh, hello. And uh, the pizza delivery guy was like, yeah. And I was like, I, I didn't order pizza. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway. So, what, what sorry about earth? that. No, you're good. What on earth were we talking about? I don't remember. Um, uh, you were talking about when you became deaf. Oh, yeah, that. Um, getting sick. Oh, right. Okay. So I was saying when I was... Uh, during my pregnancy with Ethan and shortly mm. after I noticed a sharp decline in my hearing. And mm-hmm. so this is interesting. I, I never, I didn't really put two and two together for a long time because a, f- a fun thing about being pregnant is that if it's not actively killing you, people just tell you, Oh, what a weird pregnancy symptom you're having. And you just kind of move on. Um, oh, God. Yeah. If, if you're having like any kind of bodily weirdness and it's not like, putting you in the hospital people are like ha weird um <laughs> pregnancy right and you're just like oh all right so you learn to kind of brush a lot of things off um but i got curious at one point i don't remember what sparked it this is years later and i googled and apparently more than a few people have experienced hearing loss during pregnancy huh uh-huh. And and the theory is that it has something to do with blood pressure. And I had high blood mm. pressure while I was pregnant. I actually was on bed rest for a little while. And yeah. I got curious again and I went into because I'm one of those people that has uh parenting groups on Facebook. And I went right. into one of them and I I said, "Hey, random question. Anyone uh have some weird hearing stuff happen during pregnancy?" And this is a group of like two, 200 people, I think. Five or mm-hmm. six? Five or six said yes. Really? Yeah. Five or six were like, oh, yeah, my hearing got really weird when I was pregnant, like, especially in the later pregnancy. And a couple of them said, yeah, it's kind of just never gone back. Huh. So I would love to know why we're not looking into that more or why it's not being talked about. Because if I personally can access, like, at least another person that has dealt with this, it I seems mean, like a I thing think- that's probably... <laughs> I think that's probably one of those things that's like, if it affected cis men, like, there would yeah. be a lot more research into it. Yeah. 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 I, mm, mm-hmm. It's fun. It's fun to not be that. It's great. Um, it's really fun. Um. <laughs> That's another rant I could have. Um, but yeah, I, 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 like my experience with it was, you know, I was very, I was young when I, I'm 32 now. I'll be 33 in a couple of months. And um, holy shit, I'll be 33 in a couple of months. Ah! Um, t- this year's going at the weirdest pace. But anyway, um, you know, I, I had these like two drops in my hearing. And emotionally, it was very different both times. And I don't know if you kind of... I would love to kind of know what... 
how that uh, for you was like when you realized because you said you kind of put the put two and two together and were like, wait a minute, am I deaf? Um, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because there is that moment of like, can all y'all hear this? That I think we've all had. Yeah, literally. <laughs> or like, or like someone would be like, what is that sound? You're like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> like y'all can hear refrigerators running? What? Oh my god, when I learned that people can hear, like, electricity coming out of sockets and stuff, I was like, are you X-Men? That's so cool! Yeah, literally! <laughs> like, I can't hear for shit! That's awesome! Um, I That's amazing! Like, I'm so jealous in a way, because that yeah. just is so cool. I'm sure it's probably maddening um, for people who are, try, like, trying to get a night's yeah. sleep, but I just, it blows my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, there, when there have been times where Nick and I have been, you know, recording different podcast stuff and he uses a blue Yeti, which it looks like you're using. Yeah. Is that a Yeti? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure, you know, Yetis are a bit infamously sensitive. Um, and there have been times where, like, we'll, like, we'll, we'll find somewhere to try to set up to record. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. We can totally record here, right? And he's like, no, there's, like, sound going on right now that my Yeti will pick up. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he records a little and plays it back. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay, this there's sound going exactly on. exactly okay, cool. something Cole and I talked about where we were like, because I just talked to him the other night, and we were like, yeah, do you do the thing where you record? Do you think the take went great? And then you play it yeah. back. You're like, who the fuck was yelling outside my window when I didn't notice? But, like... That is a hundred percent the experience, and it is so hard. That is that's one thing that um, where I get nervous when I do sound design, of like, is there stuff that I'm missing? So thankfully, I have a couple of people who I can just be like, can I borrow your ears for like twenty minutes? <laughs> yep. Um, and that's also very much why I was looking to outsource sound design for Seen and Not Heard because I was just like. I, yes. if I, cause I was so nervous. One thing I want to do with the show is be like, Hey, deaf people are here in podcasting and mm-hmm. we're making mm-hmm. these shows. And so one of the fears that I had was if I do this and if, you know, the sound design, which is so vital to the experience of a podcast, even when it's done very simply and, and, um, you know, and there's not a lot to it, it's still really important that it's at least the bare minimum is decent. You know what I mean? Because otherwise it takes you out of it and it's hard to Mm -hmm, understand. mm -hmm. Um, This is not, this is not me trying to be like, you have to have the top notch. That's not necessarily the case. You can do very simple, very basic sound Mm -hmm. design and still have a really quality show. But if, Mm -hmm. if there is a lot like of background noise and you hear like shrieking in the background and, you know, footsteps that aren't supposed to be there, it's, it's like, what is going on? And I was so terrified of this show of all things that I was that I am paying people to be part of that I am you know what I mean I am yeah putting a lot of my soul into <laughs> yeah if it didn't have decent fucking sound design which is a big part of <laughs> trying to give people the, the the experience of what it's like to sort of be me um uh, with my level of hearing loss I was so yes. worried that it would flop and that it would negatively affect on other deaf and hard of hearing podcasters. 
Oh. It, <laughs> which is why when Tal yes. was like, hey, need a sound designer? I was like, fuck, yes, please. <laughs> please help me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I will. Yes, please. Because, I mean, that's... That's always the thing about being, like, one of the only marginalized people in the room is that you know that people are going to be judging your entire group based on your actions. Yes. And that is something that is, I mean, it is universal. Like, uh, it, 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 yeah. If you are the, if you are the only or one of the only of any group in any situation yeah. and the topic comes up, you are going to be looked at as the authority on yep. it. Yep. Whether you want to be or not, and whether you are actually qualified or not. And so don't, tr please don't treat me like an expert and please don't put that on me to be an expert all of a sudden because I want to like not send you away with bad information, but I also like don't know how much I'm allowed to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, ugh. And I think also, I think... <laughs> You know, we were talking a little bit earlier about, like, um, the feeling the need to be nice or the pressure to be nice to people. Um, and, like, part of the pressure of that is that there are people, poorly intentioned people out there, who are just looking for an excuse to hate the group you're in. And if you are not kissing the ground they walk on, they will use you as their excuse. Sure freaking will. Oh my god. It's so... Oh. The beauty of our world, and there, this is true, the beauty of our world is that we have an incredible scope of human experience and an incredible scope of literally everything to draw upon. You don't need to find the most vulnerable people and make them feel like shit for being vulnerable for no reason, you know, for through no fault of their own. Okay. So, we can do this. Okay, so. Um, and this is in terms of, like, deafness specifically. Because I like to talk about nuance and deafness in the experience. What is the hardest thing um, about being deaf for you? Oh. And this can be either f coming from internal or external. Oh, gee. Okay. <laughs> You're coming out with the hard hitting question. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. The hardest thing about being deaf. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> okay. I think I have two things. Okay. I would say one is the uncertainty. So with my hearing loss, we are not 100% sure what caused it, but we know that it is getting worse over time, but we have no idea. We referring to like me and my um, medical team, we have no idea how much worse it's going to get and what time frame that's going to happen on. So 10 years from now, I could be at the exact same level of hearing I'm at right now, or I could be profoundly deaf, and we have no way of knowing what it's going to be. Um, and I think the other, um, the other thing that's hard is social situations, um, where, you know, when it's, when everything isn't locked down, 
it's the things like trying to go to events or you know you want to go to the mall but you can't understand your friends there or you're at dinner with your family and it's so loud and you can't understand anyone um and then even now in lockdown and covid lockdown it's you know it's still coming up in different ways like i joined a uh, a discord server for pagans recently and they run weekly events but uh, and they're changing how they do them now to make it more accessible but until recently their events were just done like purely through voice call um mm-hmm. oh and discord on voice discord calls. voice call too yeah <laughs> oh god um <laughs> And then it's also just like, you know, I, I was saying earlier, I sometimes have days where I have five meetings in a day and listening to people over a video call takes a lot more energy than listening to someone speaking in front of you and then trying to understand someone while you can't see their mouth takes a lot out of you. So, you know, anytime I'm at the store trying to interact with people there, I'm having to use more energy trying to listen to them. And then, you know, I, at the end of the day, I get my friends and family being like, Oh, Hey, do you want to do, uh, do you want me, do you want to do a phone call or a video call right now? And I just have to be like, I love you. And I would genuinely love to do that, but I could not possibly I just don't have the energy to understand you right now. Like I can talk over text. I would love to do that, but I can't, I don't have the energy to understand you. So yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the, the two hardest things about being deaf for me are the uncertainty and the loneliness. Mm-hmm. I would love to ask one very quick follow up yeah. question to the uncertainty part. Um, do you find that when hearing people find out that you don't know either what caused it or how it's going, that they, like, want to solve that mystery? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. I asked Cole the same question. He was like, yeah. Um, and it's like, uh, and I, I, I joked that it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot the time that the shark bit my ears off. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot the time I was mauled by a bear in the forest. Right. I'm sorry. Like, they think that if they're, they're like, well, were you sick? Did you have an accident? Like, are we going to be like, oh, right. You fixed it. You solved the yeah. mystery. Okay. I just want to find out if this is a universal thing. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten that tons, but I also haven't spoken to people about this tons. But yeah, I think... And I think I will also say, I think I also have only really gotten that from able-bodied people. Yeah, they want the answer real bad. Yeah. They really do. Because I think other people, yeah, I think other disabled people, even people who are, you know, physically disabled or chronically ill in other ways, like, they totally get, like, sometimes you just don't know sometimes all you are able to do is manage what you can see and sometimes that exactly doesn't involve knowing how it started yeah like you just it's like okay this is happening i'm i'm gonna work with it um (laughs) yeah okay I, i i love that i'm two for two on that one um okay so my next question is what would you love for hearing people to know about your experience personally being deaf Oh, hmm. 
Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> and it can be either, hey, this is great, or this thing is not great. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. It's not as bad as they think it is but more specifically (laughs) it's not bad in the ways that they think it is and also a lot of the ways that it's bad are like uh, okay are you familiar with the like social versus medical model of disability yeah 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 so i think you know obviously i think it is not unfair to say that there's like a medical component for hearing loss I mean at least for that's how I view it but I think also um being deaf would be a lot easier if our society was more set up for deaf people so I think I would just like hearing people to know like um it being deaf is hard but they are the ones who have the power to make it easier yes yeah that is yeah that is a very good way of putting that because it 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 really is like yeah obviously i have this this physical or whatever thing that's happening um but you know you could you could you could caption your shit um (laughs) (laughs) you could look me look at me when you talk to me um all right. And my last question is, what is something about being deaf that is a positive experience or that has been an unexpected upside? I think that, okay, so I know I know there's kind of like a stereotype slash trope of like, you know, when someone has a disability that takes away one of their senses, their other senses get like super heightened and they become, you know, like fucking daredevil or talk yeah. or whatever. Um, and like, I'm definitely not saying it's like that level. Like I, <laughs> I, I can't, I don't have like superpowers or anything, but I think it has made me more appreciative of my other senses. Um, and uh, also, this is on something like, okay, so I have Bluetooth hearing aids. They're connected to an app on my phone, and I can play music through them. So, like, sometimes, like, if I have them in and I'm talking to someone and they're annoying <laughs> me, I'll just, like, pull my phone out. That is a power move. Through my oh, my God. <laughs> the absolute just, like, no, shunt of that is just delightful (laughs) oh my god i love that that's the dream honestly to just be like you're annoying me i'm just gonna listen to fucking yeah you know (laughs) yeah goodbye i'm I'm gonna listen to musicals (laughs) Cats is more interesting than you so that's where way down hadestown baby um amazing god that's the dream um i uh, someday I will get those and I will do the exact same thing every time someone refers to me as the little girl in the gift shop. <laughs> ah! They do it a lot. How do you... I, how have you not murdered someone, I, I will say this. I've come close. Um, I... I've come close. <laughs> anyway... Um, that is all that I had, and I love this. This was yes. so much fun. I want Thank to talk so to you much. again more like this. Me this too. is fun. This uh, is so much fun. Yeah. Can we just oh like, God. can we just make a podcast that's just us talking about being deaf? 
I would be so into that, honestly. I Wait, hang on. I would that. too. Like, genuinely, unironically, I would be into that. Thank you for joining us. Another one of these conversations will be released before too long, so keep your eyes out for that. As always, thank you so much for supporting Seen and Not Heard. You can find us on Twitter at SeenNotHeardPod or email us at SeenAndNotHeardPod at gmail.com.